and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean. This is the podcast where we speak with writers about writing. And once in a while, um, kind of often lately, I get an author with their debut novel. And I have one of those today. And I'm so excited to welcome my guest, Becky Chalson. How are you doing, Becky? Thank you so much for having me. I am doing well. Yes, very excited. Great. Um, Becky is, well, just a fascinating already. I mean, her bio, we could just talk about your bio all day, but your, fir- <laughs> your, your, your first book has, is, is new. It's coming out. It's out. It's coming out soon. It's called Kismet, correct? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, let me introduce you real quick and then we'll talk about the book. Um, okay. Becky is a film and TV development executive at the production company Saturday, Sunday night. Um, if that weren't already impressive enough and now your debut author. She is she is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, and she now lives in New York City. Becky is, and this is where it gets really, this is where it gets really fascinating. Already enough, you're already fascinating enough, but here we go. Becky is a quadruplet. Um, how many of those have you met in your life? I'm asking my audience. <laughs> and she's married to her high school sweetheart, who is an identical twin. Not of you, of someone else. Just kidding. Um <laughs> And her family spent summers on Fire Island for more than three decades. Um, and Kismet is her first novel. So that is fascinating. But first of all, tell us about the book. What is Kismet? Thank you. So funny. So Kismet is, it's named after the town in Fire Island, which is a beach town off the coast of Long Island. It's only accessible by ferry. And yes, my husband's family has had a house out there forever. His parents met out there. Um, and so I started writing this book and I knew I wanted to write a beach read set in this town. It follows uh, two twin sisters, so you can guess where my inspiration came from as a marriage to a twin, a quadruplet myself, um, over the course of a wedding week where Amy is our narrator and she's showing up for her sister's wedding. She's the maid of honor. Um, she's already sort of reeling from a heartbreak and a loss, and then she walks right into sort of this one man from her past who's sort of the one that got away and she's already been married to her high school sweetheart. And so she's sort of thrown into um, just doubts about like what her future should be while needing to put on a happy face for her sister's wedding. Um, so yeah, drama ensues. Yeah. And it's a beachy beach read. It's a beachy. I mean, who doesn't love the beach? And I used to live in New York. So I know the New York beaches and I know Fire Island. Um, oh, it's just, God. it's a unique, it's a unique beach too. It's sort of like, it's not New England. It's not South Florida. You know, it's just, it's its own Yeah. And it's thing. sort of casual. It's not quite as fancy as the Hamptons and in a good way, like people sort of pride themselves on there being this very relaxing and inviting uh, aura to it. And because there's, you only can take ferries, it means that there's no cars. And my father-in-law always like takes his watch off right when he gets onto the ferry and he says, it's like Fire Island time. And you sort of, because of that, you feel like you're sort of escaped from reality in the best way um and so I just knew yeah what a fun place for like a romantic story to take place absolutely all right well um my first question I have to you know your family history is just it's just (laughs) intriguing it's just so intriguing I've never (laughs) met I mean I've met twins before but I don't I don't even know if I've met like a triplet before um what inspired you to write this story um you're a quadruplet let's just we already said that you're married to a twin we already said that and he's your high school sweetheart. We already said that. How did your own experiences influence the writing of your book? Let's just yeah. start with that. It, did, it definitely, it did. It's so funny. When I first started writing, it was during the pandemic, right in the beginning in 2020. My husband was doing business school on Saturdays. 
And I was like, I'll just like try and write a book. And I had never written before. And at first I started writing a thriller because I was like, oh, like thriller sell, especially in movies at that time too. Everyone was looking still for like the Gone Girls. And I was writing a thriller and I was not enjoying it. It was so dark and this was like my weekend. And so I was trying to have fun still. And I pivoted quickly because I realized, sort of asked myself like, what do I love reading? And that's beach reads and contemporary romances and women's fiction. And so as soon as I made that change, I really was like, all right, well, what do I know? And sort of listening to that writer's maxim all the time. And I know what it's like to be a sister to girls the same age as you and be married to my high school sweetheart. And I thought that would be an interesting setting for a love story because, you know, where the woman's already fallen in love and gotten married and she has that sort of locked in and what I feel like I've spent a lot of my life learning is all of the things that happen after the happily ever after. Like my husband and I, by the time we were seniors in high school, we hadn't met in kindergarten. And by senior year, we were like, we're going to get married to each other. So that decision came like so fast and it was amazing. But what's happened in the last 13 years is sort of all of the other things you say no to. And so it's, I thought that would just be an interesting jumping off point for a story. Um, and then at the same time, I had been I got married to Zach in 2019. And so it was coming off of the tales of wedding planning. And there's just so much drama and fun drama that happens in planning a wedding. And so I was like, this would be the perfect setting. Uh, so yeah, everything sort of followed from there. That's so cute. I love I love that you guys knew each other since skin because I thought yeah. maybe you met like in high school. So essentially your families watched each other, like your in-law families watched you guys grow up as little kids. Yeah. You know, our parents school pickups and dogs. things. Yeah. Yeah. Our, we lived on the same street and we were on the same bus route and our parents would walk our dogs together. And we because Zach's a twin too, like our our friend group in high school was me and my sisters and our girlfriends, and then Zach and his twin brother. And they're guy friends and we all live in New York still and are all, all still super close. And uh, yeah, it's sort of, so it's just funny. Like the bones are all these people that, you know, and, and being a quadruple is not, it's not so dissimilar to having a lot of siblings. It's just very truncated in that you go through all your experiences together. And so what's even interesting now is two of my sisters are getting married this year. And, uh, and so, and we talk about, you know, wanting to have kids at the same time as each other. And so we'd like to kind of graduate into the, the buckets people are like that must be crazy for your parents like two weddings and my mom's like no it's honestly easier like that's how we're used to it like the spreadsheets and the color-coded very organized household um and you kind of get to look over your shoulder and be like walking together with your family the whole time just sort of yeah it's very special but I hated yes. it growing up hated it <laughs> did you really I was gonna ask you about that like what's that like I mean just I mean there's no hand-me-downs like you're all just getting all your things yes. at the same did you guys like dress the same or like did everyone wear different yes. colors or how'd that work we were all wore different colors my mom would dress us in the same outfit in different colors so I was always pink and so pink has always still been like my identity uh, but I hated it because I wanted so much more attention I was such a diva I'm still a diva <laughs> it's always like I just wanted this and it's was such an amazing life lesson and how to compromise and how to share and and I joke too I I think there's no evidence to this but that twins have a, a natural inclination for long-term relationships because it's easy to get along you're used to sitting on the couch with somebody all day or sharing all your meals and and occupying space together and so I think that was part of the reason that my husband and I like never broke up because we're just very sort of easygoing in that regard. But I, it wasn't until probably right senior year, right when I got to college, 
um, that I realized that I like my sisters and I were like the best friends. And we, since that moment, we've been inseparable. We were always close, but I would just get, I would get so annoyed. I'd wear an outfit, come down to breakfast and this would be like ninth grade, 10th grade of high school. And my sister Maggie would show up into the kitchen in the same outfit. And she'd be like, well, I think it's fun to match. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to match. So she's like, well, you care more. You have to change that. And you're like, how is this my life? <laughs> it's so annoying. But in reality, now we, we intentionally show up matching because we think it's fun <laughs> as adults so silly that's, it's been yeah it's wonderful that is so cute I love that I love that old I'm just trying to picture all, all these cute little girls just running around together my oh, mom's God. old is seven and my mother-in-law is one of seven so we have seven wow. on both sides and and no one ever no one thinks they got enough attention like none of, no one got enough attention like except for the first ones and then they were like but yeah then, you had to take care of all the little ones. So it was like, it wasn't as, you know. Totally. We, so. we say that we have, we have one older brother who didn't make it in bio, but he's, and he's two years older than us. And so he, his wife sometimes jokes that he's like an only child because it's such a different grouping, but I did two years and he lives in LA. He's a writer. And I did two years in LA with him. And it was really wonderful to have that sort of like one-on-one -on -one time with the one person who's sort of not in our like quadruple sister pod. But yeah, we laugh because even still we're the quadruplets and we, you know, there's like articles about us and even still we're like Sam, our brother, like he gets all the attention because he's that firstborn son, like Harvard grad. And it's just so, it's so funny. Uh, yeah. I, I love that kind of study of different family dynamics. Everyone Absolutely. has a story. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you if you had other siblings. So I'm glad you answered that. So that's, yeah. he's probably like my I sisters. Guess. So I, I think sister pod is your next novel title because that's a really good title. yeah it's <laughs> just like run Definitely. with that and just you can just write like a, a gigantic series of books with the four sisters and like have them all doing different things you, you do what it. you want but I'm I think that'd it. be great yeah <laughs> I'm taking you just yeah you decide what you're doing but I think that would be good um okay so uh next that well I'm this you're as entertaining as the book I'll just put it that way you're fun to talk to <laughs> and the book is also fun so it's it's all it's all it's all coming together for me in my head um, I had a question about my next question officially. Um, you can tell I ask a lot of questions in between the real questions, you know, because I can't hold well, I answer a lot of questions that you aren't even asking. So <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> and you're anticipating my questions, which is good. That means we're vibing, I think, which is uh, what you're no. supposed to be doing, I think. Okay. <laughs> the next question is weddings, We, you know, can be really fun or not really fun. <laughs> I've yes. been to a couple of those, depending on the day. Um, what made you want to approach a story leading up to a wedding? Why did you want to yeah. dive into that? We, that's exactly, yeah, it's so right. We, I we got married probably seven or eight months before I started writing the book. And it's funny because it was before COVID. And so a lot of things had sort of changed. And I think I would have been, you know, you could feel yourself being petty in ways that I think post the pandemic, I just wouldn't have done because it was a real sort of reality check for a lot of people of just how lucky we were to be able to have all of our family there and to have a big wedding if we wanted it. And then, you know, I had a sister-in-law planning her wedding during the pandemic. And it was like, I just really, I sort of wanted to take it all back of like when I was maybe being a little, a little bridezilla-y as we all tend to be. There's just so many decisions. And I think I wasn't expecting all of the group work of it. And so I had sort of been reeling in that. And also I'm Catholic and my husband's Jewish. And so we did an interfaith wedding, which is really wonderful and special. And it was fun. Um, we had a priest and a rabbi that came. They like petitioned the bishop and can do these interfaith weddings on site we got married in new york city and on stone tree with like a yellow checker cab outside and it was magical but it, it was sort of funny i think i had as a girl i was always one of those 
kids sort of daydreaming about their wedding. And I think in the reality and the wedding was gorgeous and I'm so grateful to my parents for it, but it was sort of still stressful. <laughs> there were so many decisions and it's, it takes up a lot of time. It was sort of like a second job, like the planning and, and having to sort of always have these meetings and go through my to-do lists and um, yeah. And I sort of remember thinking like, is this for like, everybody has this reality that it's not all that like sunshine and butterflies and rainbows that you think it might be when it feels like a fairy tale. And so I wanted to give a little bit of an honest look into the different ways weddings can be. And, and so that maybe readers who are planning their wedding or post planning when they read it, feel a little bit of a of company in that moment where you kind of, I feel like every bride I know has that, Oh, got it. <laughs> It's a little bit more just like a group work project than it is sort of this like magical dance. For better or for worse, I feel like because wedding, even marriage too is more work than I think. And that's what I kind of love to talk about in the book too, is just the work that goes into this daily commitment. And it's not just, you know, the gorgeous dress and the beautiful vows. Though Those are so fun. And I loved my dress and my wedding vows, but it's sort of that work of like, oh, okay, now this is the beginning of forever. And what does that look like? And, um, we got married and then it was so quickly the pandemic and for us it was actually sort of a lovely time to be home and to be sort of figuring out what we wanted from our marriage and what we wanted our life to look like um, while we there were sort of not as many external distractions but yeah I just think weddings are also just fun for open bars yes. and drama yeah 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 they're really fun stress balls is what they are yeah, <laughs> they're, totally. they're fun yeah, they're super fun. And it just depends on, you know, how, but I always think it's ironic because I've, I've, um, I'm married, but I also used to work. I was a chef. So I would, I catered a lot of events and things like that. Cool. So you would like come and people are and literally were like, we knew it was going to be like a six hour thing. Like I was like, these people have spent a year to get ready for the six hours. So let's make it really nice for them because this is like very yeah, condensed over. time yeah. compared to what they've been working on this for. So let's just not drop totally. all their food on the floor or something, you know, so. <gasps> <laughs> I thought it was funny in the planning, like for the vendors that you use, like everybody, it's one, I feel like one of the only things, I guess a lot of event planning that all the customers are like first time and hopefully one time users of the band and, you know, the venues. And so I always had a, um like a soft spot for all of the different vendors we use and having to deal with my sort of frantic, like, this is the most important email. And you're like, they got that all day long from all these brides who think that theirs is the most important. And yeah, I, uh, kudos to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I could do that. Yeah. I think it's, it is nice to have that one beautiful day and then you remember yeah. it and every, hopefully everything goes well, unless you're like one of my aunts, who's like, I think on her seventh wedding or marriage or whatever. So like after the third one, I mean, they've been going on for decades and I'm like, well, after the third, I was like, do I have to keep going to these? I don't think I have to right. keep going to these. Like it's enough. Like three, I think is what I'm going to do. So That's good funny. luck to you guys. <laughs> no, you. I don't even know what her last name is at the moment. I'm like, I think she's still married. I asked my mom the other day, I was like, is she still married to that guy? She's like, I'm not even sure. I didn't ask. I'm like, okay. So That's how funny. important that is. Um, yes, you had a different experience, so that's how we're going to do that. Um, but I yes, so next official question. See, like you said, everyone has a story. Um, people fall in love a lot, I guess. I don't know. Um, not me. So you've you've worked with writers um, on the other side of the desk, as I like to say, when you're in the industry, sort of, but you're not a writer yet, per se. Um, and now you're a writer too. So I was wondering how those experiences from your previous career leading up to now have influenced your writing at all, if it has. And now you just mentioned your brother is a writer too. So I was wondering if any of that came into play as well. So just yes. threw that in there. 
Definitely. Uh, I think that right. It's, it's so funny. They're really the same, the flip side of the same coin, right? Being coming a writer has definitely made me a stronger development exec. And I've always sort of loved story. I never thought I would be a writer just because I think I was growing up with my older brother, who was the type of writer who he writes every day and he always knew he wanted to be a writer. And I love reading and I love helping writers figure out their story and, and giving notes and sort of figuring out what might be missing or, or really pushing writers to get to that next step. Um, and I found working at a production company that has fit like all of my interests, like being so close to writers, hearing how their brains work. I get, I just like still like, I'm always sort of like fangirl nerding out when the writer comes in with an amazing pitch. Like it's so much fun. And I just never really thought I'd be on that side until the, until I started writing. And then I was like, oh my God, I love this too. And it's, and it's fun to kind of go, I think I love editing even more than I love drafting because I love getting notes. I love kind of putting my development hat on to read my own draft and give myself notes as if I were working in my day job and kind of assessing it. Um, and I think that working in film has really helped me too. Like just in terms of, I always outline because in film and TV, like that's a big step. Like before you get your projects greenlit, you usually need a pilot outline or the series outline or a feature treatment. And so it would never cross my mind not to do something like that. And so I, it was very important for me to have an outline and Kismet takes place over a week. And so I really leaned into the schedule element of that. The wedding's on a Saturday. That means rehearsal dinners on a Friday. The welcome drinks are on the first night. There's activities thrown in. And I think that came from my film brain too, of these kind of set piece moments over the course of a movie where the characters have to come together and sort of interact. And I wanted to capture that sense too in the book of, all right, let's force these people together at a volleyball match on the beach or walking to the lighthouse, whatever these kind of scenes are versus a lot of like more interior moments. But it was fun to be able to kind of also write in ways that features and TV pilots can't often do which is a lot of interior moments or the diary entries for flashbacks and and using more of like a novelistic trope there instead of the film side of it but they definitely even just yesterday I was getting notes uh we were giving notes to a writer on a pitch and it was like oh I just feel like we need to like finesse the like the arc and like what the character wants and then I got a note from my editor on another thing I'm writing and it was like we just need to finesse like the characters wants it was the exact note I gave in the morning and I was like shoot it's a lot easier to give the note than it is to go and do the work now <laughs> why did I do this but I just love both sides so they definitely yeah they speak to each other often yeah it's like you're propping yourself up on both because you think very cinematically and I, I think just from my experience, you're way more organized than a lot of writers. <laughs> so, I don't I'm know a lot of people that are like, organized. yeah, you seem like you're way, very organized. Yeah, that's so the that's... producer brain. Yeah, <laughs> exceptionally to do. I'm type A, love a to-do list. Um, yeah, which is, it's fun when I kind of allow my, I schedule my writing moments to then let loose. But it's, it's definitely harder to get there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's fun to use both brains. Yeah, you're scheduling your brain. Okay, now we can have fun. I'm going to schedule this fun time. Yeah, everything's <laughs> scheduled. Yeah. That's, that tells us a lot about your personality. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Well, you've been, um, like I well, kind of dovetailing off that last question, you've been in the industry here, you know, what, what advice would you give to aspiring writers? Because you seem to have followed a really great path and you've forged a career in this wonderful industry we're in. So what would you, what would you tell Ooh, to aspiring writers? Question. I think for me, what's been so wonderful is 
is working is for a like the discipline of actually writing has been really above and beyond like what has helped me finish this book work on my next projects is really and it's such a privilege to be able to carve out time that I can only focus on myself and not worry about family or friends and I understand like I'm so lucky in that sense that I have people who are very uh forgiving me sort of bailing on things to write I have a deadline or whatever it is um, but that discipline like if you don't give the time it, it won't happen the words won't appear and so being really strict but then the flip side is I I love my path my path was so unexpected I started and at a talent agency working in book to film and then I moved and worked in, in a publishing agency I was at WME and that's where I met my agent and then even when I moved to the production company I stayed I always stayed very close to people in that publishing space. And I love meeting with writers and editors and agents and just getting a drink with people or hanging out. Like I always loved the networking side of it because I think I just love making friends and having interesting conversations. And I love understanding how people's brains work. And so when I decided to write, it was really a wonderful sort of kismet because my friend who was an agent was like, all right, send me your book. And you're like, this is wonderful. And we had been interns together. We've been assistants together. And then we just stayed sort of the best part about entertainment and publishing is that you can really become, you can really choose who you work with and you can be very picky eventually once, you know, at this point, it's fun as an executive to find my friends who are writing and, and think of them for jobs or pitch them in my, in my meetings without you know, future ideas. And so when you can all rise together, it's something that's very unique. And it's been really wonderful to have my agent be a friend and get to watch her sort of rise in her own agenting. And you're like, oh my gosh, like you're so good at your job, Sabrina. Like, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And and it's very special to kind of have that. And I think it's something that, you know, you, you work in the mailroom, <laughs> you kind of have these like grueling Hollywood stories together. And then once you, but it, it sort of makes it all, all the more sweeter when you find that success together. And you can look over and be like, remember when we interns and like what we did like blah 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 and it's a sort of yeah very a shared language um so yeah I think my advice like writing like discipline and then also just like participating in the community to as much as you want to or you can but, like I've loved becoming friends with authors even in the last two years having the book deal everyone's so friendly and supportive and um it's a, such an isolating career sometimes because the, it's such a solitary process and so it feels like their coworkers sometimes like I've become very close with an author Kat Shook whose book also comes out on April 18th it's also a debut novelist who also works in book to film yes. in New York and we met and we were she was like you don't need any more twins but if you did like I am it like we are book twins and it's career twins and it's just been so much fun to have someone that I can text a question about publishing process or how she's feeling or just check in and um and I I I'm just a social person. So I love that side of it. Um, so yeah, if, if it feels like something that if you're writing and you're interested in that, like reach out, like I love a direct, like a DM on Instagram, like not afraid to use it. Um, and it's so far it's, it's been rewarding. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, what also sweet about your agent story is that you, it goes back to your um, loyalty relationship thing that you were talking yes. about before about twins. Long-term like relationships. Just yeah you seem to like you're very loyal it sounds like you're very you you value these people and you're very you know the fact that you're cheering her on at the same time is just kind of shows what kind of person you are which is really lovely wow. so it's just nice oh I have chills I have never seen myself that way but it makes total sense yeah, I, yeah when I find people I'm because I'm so used to having like 
people with me that for a long time. <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I like that too. And I'm also um, the odd extrovert in the community. There's not there's not a lot of us. It's, it seems like a lot of more introverted people. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, you guys want to go hang out? They're like, no, we'll be in the room. But you know, you guys have fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, you go have a good time. Yeah, not everybody's like that, but you know. Um, no, well, you're like... just, you're just lovely. You're a joy. You're, you're so sweet. Yeah. Um, at the end of the main interview, we do a little fu- rapid fire quiz. So I'm going to give you so the fun. quiz. All right. You ready? Excited. Yeah. Right, nervous. Excited. <laughs> you should, you should be very nervous. It's very hard. Okay. <laughs> Number one, summer or winter? Oof, summer. Fire Island. Mm-hmm. The best beaches. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling that was going to go that way. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> oh winter i only like winter because i wrote a book about summer um sweet or savory savory i'd say yeah i love like buffalo chicken and like pizza (laughs) okay good i was gonna say you're so because you're so sweet i thought you'd be sweet um number three comedy or drama comedy yeah always my go-to and when we watch shows too at home and when I think that's part of the reason I wrote a beach read over a thriller too is life is hard enough I like when I get home and and relax I love to watch a show that makes me smile versus sob yeah Yeah, you've been you've smiled 100% of the time you've been on here so I think you're (laughs) you're definitely prone to smiling and laughing um early bird or night owl early bird for sure yeah yeah I I wake up very early and I do Pilates and I never used to be a morning person but writing I actually my other advice again I don't follow the structure that you put out oh no no, no. the other advice that is I I really stopped drinking when I was writing my novel and in COVID and I think a lot of people have started to find this like sober curious moment but I discovered a morning workout that I loved while also writing while also stopping drinking and my mornings became this sort of amazing time. And I never, ever used to be a morning person. And in the last three years, it's like, that's just been, um, yeah, what I found has to be so wonderful. And I just, yeah, I don't really drink anymore. So I wake up, there's no hangovers, life's good. And then you can write and it's quiet and wonderful. And um, yeah, so my husband's a night owl. So we are sometimes oh. passing shifts, but it's, yeah. it's kind of nice too, because you can get your like alone time in the morning and then he'll wake up and we'll go for a walk and it's it's sweet that way I do think that that's a really it's the golden time um it's a really nice time to write I think your brain is still I, I heard Megan Abbott I describe it one way because um, I like to write early because it's just like it's very quiet no one's bothered because I have yeah. a husband and a child and everything and uh, she said it's your brain is not fully it's more soft she said your brain is more mm-hmm. soft and able to like come up with things I'm like wow I never thought of it that way but your brain is soft when you first wake up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's, and, it's like yeah, more open to ideas or something. Yeah. It was really cute the way she, I mean, I like the way she yeah. said it. So just, yeah. Yeah. Oof, I yeah. love that. And this, and I think we've all been through, you know, a collective trauma and we've all sort of adjusted post and that there are some bright spots to come out of it. Like you, Dean, like you were saying earlier, you reevaluated, you know, attitudes and relationships and, you know, the drinking thing is it's, a lot yeah. of people have gone through really like meaningful transformation, not always in a bad way, you know, like with my recent, you know, thing I just went through, some good stuff came out of it. It's like, you know, I'm just going to focus on the things that are really important. You know, that's just the main, you know, you just got to, you just have to take the good from whatever's happening, I think. And I think that's what you've done. And that's great. Um, All right. The last one, and it's very hard and controversial. Coffee or tea? Coffee all the time like many coffees during the day always coffee then I moved to matcha and then 
cappuccino. I'm never not really a tea drinker. I need coffee. Good. I am too. I read a thing, okay. and I've been drinking a lot more lately, but I read a thing. Um, it's like if you drink more than five cups of coffee a day, you might have you might start, you know, get anxiety. I'm like, well, this article's giving me anxiety, so stop saying that. Just, don't I tell already me that. have anxiety. <laughs> Coffee's not um, helping or hurting. <laughs> don't need any extra there. help with the anxiety. So <laughs> so funny. All right. So what is going on with you? Are you going on tour? The book's coming out. What's gonna happen yes. after that? What's going on? We're going on tour on we're in New York City um the 18th. We're going to Philadelphia. I went to school at UPenn and so we're doing a Philly event and then uh, a Westchester event where I'm from, and then we'll go to LA and I'm gonna stay with my brother and uh see a lot of my old film TV friends. Um and then a few events in Fire Island this summer that we'll be announcing soon. And then, yeah, and then I'm working on my second book. So back to work very soon. My weekends uh, will return to writing sessions. And yeah, and it's, it's been fun. It, and, you know, my I still have my Sunday night job. So we're just, you know, re constantly reading and uh, looking for material. And I love it. It's, it's busier than it ever has been because of, you were saying I started this career, this writing career during the pandemic. And so my weekends were free. And now we have, two sisters are getting married this year their bridal shower is two is three days before hub day uh so my other sister and I are hosting it with my mom to, for the two girls getting married um so yeah there's lots of like very fun family things happening on top of the job on top of writing and so uh yeah it's an, an eternal evaluation of juggling priorities but I I mean how lucky am I that these are the things that I get to be stressed about it's like what can I write and read in time <laughs> for work and for fun. And so it's, um, yeah, so privileged for it. It's a blessing. That's great. And I love your attitude. You're, you're a joy. You're just a joy to talk to mm -hmm. and to listen to. And, um, I wish you Me all too. the best with your, Thank but you. oh, thanks. um, everyone needs to run out, get kismet. It is, it's a, you know, it's a book about an Island of place in the beach, in the beach, but it's also kismet. It's also, you know, it's got other meaning behind it. Yeah, it's definitely. a fun, yeah, it's a fun, fun read. Um, you're a fun person. I'm really excited for you. I cannot wait to see everything you do next. I'll be following your awesome. career and I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines. And hopefully I get to meet you one day. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Um, yeah, looking forward to more to come. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, good luck to you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.